Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in. It is another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. I don't know if I played that or was it a different intro, Logan? I wasn't play- paying attention. Was it the Treasure I, Valley? I, you know what? I wasn't paying attention either. You know what? <laughs> Just to be safe, I'm going to play it one more time. I, I, they're all they're all stacked in a line here. That's I, hilarious because yeah, I wasn't paying attention either. So all right, here we go. We, Take we could two. Be East Idaho. Who knows? Yeah, that's that's what I think I hit. So let me double check. Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Okay, now welcome <laughs> in. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Logan Green. If you are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, um, then you won't notice anything different or out of the ordinary. You can download this podcast wherever you uh, get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, etc apple um and it's easy to just subscribe to the podcast and then it automatically gets downloaded into your feed every time we do a new episode you can also listen on our website idahosports.com across the top of the home page there's a little tab that says prep casts little drop down menu and you can see all of our prep casts there uh if you're watching the video version of this on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page uh you're only going to see logan today i'm having webcam issues um by the time we do this again next week, though, Logan, they should be back and everybody will be subject to my face. So this is better. I think I think it's better this way, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, an improved product for sure. So you're just going to get the uh, the blank black screen with the uh, default avatar here for me as we uh, as we do our boys basketball preview extravaganza. Logan, boys basketball started in earnest uh really in the middle of last week some teams started super early like on monday um but for the most part most teams have played about three games to this point so this is a good time for us to kind of break down who we think is going to excel players to keep an eye on and maybe some early season results yeah and and what i like about basketball especially early is you get those cross state matchups that you don't usually see in football we saw a little bit in football this year. That was an added bonus, I think, at least at the 5A level. We saw most of the SIC teams play somebody from Eastern Idaho just to kind of, you know, get that cross state. And and, and I, th- I think it was good to have that. Um, and we've already seen that this year in basketball, right? We've seen a couple teams from over here. I think Timberline and Middleton both went over to Pocatello last weekend and played a couple games in Pocatello. So uh, it, it's nice to see the mix already getting going and, and teams playing from teams in the other part of the state. And that kind of gives us a basis of, you know, maybe where we'll see things lay lay out towards the end of the year and, and where they might fall um, early in, in, in the conference play. But, I mean, conference play still on the horizon for most teams, most teams doing these out of conferences and, and these tournaments. But there's still a few teams that haven't even tipped off yet. So it's still like very um, a little scattered right now. Yes, and they're uh, in the Treasure Valley. Some teams haven't been able to play. Games have been postponed and moved around. Not a ton, but uh, some have. There's there's uh, like an official shortage over there in the Treasure Valley, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, there's there's some problems with officials in terms of they're not very happy about a couple of things, and uh, it's it's impacted the schedule just a little bit. Nampa 
uh, in particular, I think, is itching to get going. But uh, Coach Brad Adolfson's Napa squad hasn't been able to yet because he's had a couple of games get moved around. So, yeah, yeah, and, and you know what? <clears throat> um, the, there's a lot of you know. I, I think there's a lot of Eastern Idaho versus Treasure Valley type discussions among people, right? And and um, Eastern Idaho kind of shut everybody up for football. Um, but I think basketball, we're going to see the, the the reverse, right? I think basketball is definitely where, especially at the 5A level, the SIC is just dominant. I mean, last year, uh, you, you know, the, there's always the grumble about the disproportionate amount of teams maybe that get in from the SIC versus the rest of the state. But at the end of the day, four of four, at 5A, we're in the semifinals at the 4A level. And, and you know what? You look at it this year, and the 5A SAC is just loaded once again. Yeah, if we look at the preseason coaches poll, uh, Hawaii picked as the, the favorite, and I think that's probably well-earned. They're the defending yeah. 5A state champs. Um, and then you've got in order Eagle at number two, Mountain View three, Timberline four, Meridian five, Centennial six, Rocky Mountain seven, Boise eight, Middleton nine, Capital ten, Bora eleven, Cuna twelve, Napa thirteen. That's a lot to digest, I know. And you can find all of these preseason coaches polls on our website, IdahoSports.com. We did it for every conference in the entire state. Let's just start right at the top, though, with Hawaii. They lost Jack Payne to Colorado State. They lost Max Saavedra, who transferred to Rocky Mountain. But otherwise. Pretty much everybody's back, so. Yeah, I mean, you look at their roster. Andy Harrington um, looking for his third state championship in a row, right? He won it at Middleton, then he goes over to Waihe and wins it there. Uh, he's one of the best coaches in the state, right, to, to continue to do what he does. And this team is is young. That's the thing. Like, they're not even going to be a problem this year. They're going to be a problem next year just already, right? I mean, you look at who they, they have, Liam Campbell, Jackson Rasmussen. Like, the, these guys were – great players last year who are just going to be back again next year. Um, and, and so you like what you see there. They also have a new incoming player from Skyview, Jace Allen, who's just going to add to that young mix. He's only a sophomore. And uh, it, it's hard to see anybody topping a Heap right now. Yeah, Liam Campbell's got multiple offers from Pac-12 schools, Stanford, USC, yeah. Washington State. As a UCLA fan, I'm like, hey, what are we doing, guys? <laughs> we should we should put <laughs> an offer in. Yeah, seriously. Um, Rasmussen uh, was a great football player, and now uh, you know is getting acclaim in basketball. You mentioned Jace Allen, the transfer from Skyview. He started as a freshman last year for a Hawks team that was competing in the 5A. SIC. Let's not forget Skyview did move down this year, but he was a 5A SIC point guard last year as a freshman. So yes, why he's still the overwhelming favorite. But if we remember last year, they were pushed by Eagle. There was that, was it four overtimes? That four overtime yeah. right before Christmas last year? Yeah, and Eagle won that game. Yeah. And, and you know what? Eagle is a team that they did go to an out at State last year, and they did lose a key piece in, in Donovan Jones, but you know what? They've picked up some, also some really good pieces. I mean, Sawyer Hansen came from Middleton over there and, and, you know, he's a big guy down low. That's going to cause problems. Um, and, and, and size is, is something that's just not abounding, right? Timberline has size, um, and, you know, and, and now Eagle does, and you've got to have some size down low. And I think that that will be a problem 
for other teams to match up with is the size that um, that that Eagle has with Hanson. And then, of course, Middleton lost Michael Day um, to go down to New Mexico. And so they lost a big, big man down low that was very, you know, and Tyler Medeiros has gone from Middleton. So just just looking at some players around the conference and how it's shifting and how the size is different. And, and you look and you say, a couple of big guys are gone. A couple of big guys have shifted. And will that make a difference in conference play? Yeah, I think it definitely will. So, yeah, you talk about Hanson who transferred in to Eagle. Landon White is back for the Mustangs. Hudson Van Alphen is a great guard for Eagle, and he's gotten a lot better in the summer from what I've heard as well. So Eagle was picked second in the preseason poll, and I would kind of tier it, you know, a Waihe in a tier of their own. Yes. And then in the next tier, I think it's these next four teams, Eagle, Mountain View, Timberline Meridian. I think all of those teams are capable of getting to state playing for a state championship. We talked about Eagle Timberline. You mentioned it's got all the size, right? AJ LeBeau is the, the biggest guy in the conference. Right. And LeBeau, he's gotten, he's got some D one offers out there as well. And um, I think he got one to army and I don't know who else he's got, but he's got a couple of Academy offers, I believe. Um, but yeah, they're going to be a problem down there, and it's just hard, you know. Um, basketball has shifted, though. You, you know, it's shifted to the guard game. That just seems like what is, what's going on in college basketball. You just don't have a big man. But, you know, Thanksgiving's a great time to watch a lot of basketball. I know people say it's, you know, watch football on Thanksgiving. But, you know, I, personally, I you know, I grew up in North Carolina. So basketball is um, – I grew up in Durham, right, where Duke is. So basketball is – we watch a lot of basketball um, and, and Thanksgiving's great. Um, and so I watch, I'm an NC state fan. I know it's, it's bad. It's been a rough life. I think they sold their soul for that 1983 national championship and I don't get to witness anything else from it. Um, but they had a big guy and, you know, the guard play is good, but when you can go down and, and so many teams watching college basketball did not have a, a big guy down low and they couldn't get the points in the paint when they needed to. If the guards aren't making shots, what are you going to do? Um, and so you got to be able to have the big guy down low. And so I think that's where a Timberline and an Eagle, they've got that big size down there. And if, it, if it's an off night from the outside, they can go down low and get it done inside. So I think that makes them dangerous in that second tier. Um, I probably put Eagle at the top step of that tier and then Timberline right below them. I think that those are going to be your top three, personally, Hawaii. Uh, Eagle and Timberline. Um, but the conference is loaded, Brandon. Like you said, I mean, th there is so much here. I mean, you look at Centennial, it's what, pick sixth um, in the preseason, and they went on a run to the state championship last year. And and heck, they were in that game with the YE. It's not like they got run out of the building, right? They, they were competitive with it. And so, so you look around and you say, man, it's just there's a lot of good players in the conference. There's a lot of good teams. You move in Middleton from the 4A level, who uh, they did lose pieces. Or they lost three key guys, but that's a team that won a championship two years ago. That's a team that was 25-3 and three last year. There's just a lot of good teams in the conference, and there's going to be teams that are going to be left out this year that are very good. Um, that's just the way it's going to shape out. Yeah. Um, so, yes, in, in that second tier, we <clears throat> talked about Eagle. We talked about Timberline. They've got uh, LeBeau, who committed to Washington State. So he's going to go play for the Cougars in the Pac-12. Um, they've also got a great point guard in Blake Kiesau. So Timberline's got a nice two-man game going there. Mountain View, 
lost their best player, Nate Ojukwu. He uh, He's at a prep school in Florida now. He wants to elevate his game, so he went out of state. Um, but Mountain View and head coach John Nettleton, he's been there forever, so they've got a good system in place. Same with Meridian. Jeff Saner, of course, won the title with Meridian two years ago. They've just got athletes from that football team that are now playing basketball, uh, Zeke Martinez, etc. cetera. Um, so all four of those teams are going to be pretty good. The next tier, I'd, I'd call it tier three, Logan, and you touched on a couple of teams in it already. I'd say Centennial, Rocky Mountain, Boise, Middleton are all kind of in the next tier of teams that are capable of being dark horses in the conference, possibly getting to state. Centennial lost almost everybody from last year. They do bring back Hayden Fletcher. He's a four-year starter now for the Patriots. Rocky's got their third head coach third different coach in three years. Brian Sweeney is now going to uh, coach them and Tegan Sweeney. We saw what he did in football. He'll leave right. Rocky there. Boise's got one of the most underrated coaches in the state in Manny Varela. He just every year has the brave competing um, for state tournament appearances. And then Middleton's kind of the big question, right? They're making the jump up from 4A. Nate Hartman in his second season leading the Vikings. Um, they've got I think one of the better point guards in the league, Talmadge Stuckey. Um, but right. the question is who, who's that second banana for Middleton this year? Yeah. And that's where I don't, I don't know where that piece is yet for them. Um, they've got a couple of kids that moved up from the JV that are now playing. I mean, they, they beat Ridgeview early on and then they went on the road, had a tough one at Highland. I think that one went to overtime um, and then they played century the next day. So they, I think them and Timberline also did the same thing. They switched who played, um, Highland and Century, and I think Bishop Kelly as well. Um, Bishop Kelly played Preston. Any, anyway, um, so they played some Eastern Idaho teams, had a good showing, Century, a good team from a year ago, and, and they were able to beat them. They beat Ridgeview, of course, those are, those are 4A schools. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I just, like I said, Brandon, I think it's so clogged that you're going to lose a team um, in the mix. Definitely. And then in the last tier, I would put the, the bottom four teams that are kind of – uh, trying to find their way and, and find their new identity and and maybe they can jump into the top half of the league standings by the end of the year, but that would be Capital, Bora, CUNA, and Nampa. Each of them have you know outstanding players and great coaches. Blas Teleria back at Capital doing a fantastic job getting that thing turned around. They're led by David McNamara. Um, you know, you've got uh, we talked about CUNA is a team that um, lost a lot of its production last year when Gavin Gordon graduated. Um, Bridger Allen, Gus Austin, a couple of guys to keep an eye on for the cavemen. Nampa, like Middleton, making that jump up to the 5A classification. They've just got good athletes. Gabe Navarro is going to lead that uh, squad. Brad Adolfson is, is the head coach there at Nampa. And then for Bora, veteran coach Jeremy Dennis. I think Bora is the team that's best positioned to to challenge into you know, the top half. Ryan Willoughby very quietly had a great season last year for the Lions, and he's back along with uh, Lance Anderson. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, some of those teams can can challenge. I think it makes the conference better when people are good. Um, obviously, it does. That's a stupid comment, but um, you, you know, hopefully, we can see some of these teams make that step up and and be a little bit better. And I think we will. I think conference is so loaded right now that it, it, it's going to be fun to see who shows up, who steps up, who challenges. Um, again, like we said, a Waihe probably in a class of their own, uh, but there is a, a second level that I think that there's a couple of teams that could enter that second level and make a push. And you know what? The second level is not, you know, not a bad place to be. Look at Centennial, right? Just get to the dance. You never know what can happen once you get there. 
That's right. So uh, as we move to the 4A Southern Idaho Conference now, unlike 5A, where there was an overwhelming favorite in Hawaii, there wasn't really that these ballots that the coaches sent back were kind of all over the place. Really, one through five were all very tight in terms of total votes. So Bishop Kelly was picked one in the preseason coaches poll. Ridgeview two, Skyview three, Columbia four, Valley View five, Caldwell six, Emmett seven. And I think that top five, BK, Ridgeview, Skyview, Columbia, Valley View, any of those five could emerge. This is a conference to me that's wide open. Yeah, and, and you know, it's it's tough to have seen what's happened in the season to start. Um, these teams, a lot of them have played some out-of-conference games. Um, I mentioned like Bishop Kelly went over to the eastern side and played Preston and got beat uh, pretty handily there, and Pocatello also took care of business. Uh, St. Valley View got beat pretty good by Preston a, or last week. Um, and so I, I'm worried, Brandon, that we're going to see the same thing we saw with football. I mean, Bishop Kelly did make a run at the state championship, but how good is the conference compared to the rest of the state? That, yeah, you know, I mean, that, oh, that's my worry, at least on a statewide level. But on, on, on a conference level, um, I think it's going to be a fun conference to be a part of. And like you said, you mentioned Ridgeview, um, maybe making a mix, getting into the mix. I mean, in Valley View. Went to state last year. They upset Middleton in the tournament, and and they were a problem. I mean, that Jace Martinez is back for them, and he's always when he's on, he's on. He, they Valley View can compete and beat people. Doesn't matter where they are. I mean, look at I think it was lap two years ago. Preston or Valley View had something. They played in that Middleton Christmas tournament, something like that, and and had been, to be honest, really bad. Um, had gotten beat by a lot of teams by deep 20, 30 points. And then Preston came over and Valley View beat them. Um, and so they're a team that sometimes starts a little slow and then gets going. That's just what, if you're just going based on history, that that has happened recently where Valley View has just gotten off to a slow start and then really turned it up and beaten some of the best teams in the state. And so Valley View, we talk about in football, they're just always a pesky team that won't go away, right? Um, they're going to be in the mix and, um, that uh, Ridgeview got some new players coming in that also can make an impact. And um, I think you're going to see, you know, with Middleton gone, they had been the top dog for so many years, right? Where it was Middleton and then who else? Um, and this year, the more teams are going to have that opportunity to take the next step here. Yes. Uh, right now, the 4ASIC Logan has three wins and 13 losses as a league. They are three and 13 overall. Um, and, and we mentioned on a, maybe on a statewide level, district three, isn't quite there with some of the other conferences, but there's that potential for somebody to emerge and develop BK got the nod as the preseason favorite. I think just based on, you know, the past, they've pretty consistently yeah. been a good team. Rakeem Johnson is one of the guys to keep an eye on there. He was a great, he was a great <clears throat> offensive tackle for that BK uh, offensive line in football this year. He's a big six, three, six, four kid. Um, Ridgeview's got good size four players that are six, four or taller. They've got uh, Ashton Eaton, a senior point guard who transferred in. I'm not sure where he transferred from, um, but he, they're pretty excited about what he can bring to the table. You mentioned Valley view head coach, Mario Bentoncourt, I think is, is another underrated coach. Oh yeah. Skyview to me is the big question mark, right? Uh, Skyview moving down to four a, we thought in football that that would help them, but it really didn't. They really struggled. Um, I'm just not sure what to make of 
uh, Skyview, Eloy uh, Shaparo is going to be their top guy. And then Columbia is the team. You know, the one thing that every coach had it pretty much in lockstep was the best player in the conference, the player of the year is going to come from Columbia, and it's Jack Keller. The question is, is that can somebody else step up for second-year coach Dom Fear and the Columbia Wildcats? Yeah, and Columbia is a team that was very good two years ago, right? I mean, they were right in there. They were making a making noise. They were, I think, number one in the state at one point. And and you know what? They they can get back there. I think. I think that they're a team that um, has been there recently. Has been there, done that. Um, and he can make an they can make an impact. And it'll start with Keller. I think that's the the key thing, right? If you've got a key player. Um, you can do a lot of stuff, right? And and Keller preseason, everybody likes him there. Uh, you got to like your chances if you're Columbia to make some noise in that. Um, and Brandon, you know, like you said, the conference hasn't done great out of conference um, so far this year. But I look at like a Ridgeview, right? They they played Middleton and lost by 14 points, and that's I I would say that's a good. There's no good losses. I get it. I get it. Um, but they lost to Rocky Mountain by 14. Again, a 5A school that is predicted to do well. And then they lost to Jerome, um, who is supposed to be one of the you know one of the better 4A teams again this year, and that was a close one. And so I think Ridgeview might be right there uh, of the teams right now that I've seen. I think Ridgeview is, is just on the cusp, and maybe they can take that next step as the season goes along and everything starts gelling for the Warhawks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this league goes. I think everybody could beat up on each other as the season progresses. Let's move to 3A and the Snake River Valley Conference. The preseason poll looks like this. Homedale 1, Fruitland 2, McCall Donnelly 3, Payette 4, Weezer 5, Parma 6. To me, it's kind of split right down the middle. Homedale, Fruitland, McCall Donnelly, I think are all going to be pretty good. Payette, Weezer, Parma may be a step behind. I think, Brandon, I mean, Homedale is going to be tough to beat. I saw them play multiple times last year. Their their core is essentially the core of the football team, right? I mean, it is. It's the same guys. It's Jackson Dine, Mason Strong, Trenton Fisher, Sigmund Good. I mean, Omar Rios, these guys are all – we're all on the football team. And this is, this is Homedale's time, I think. They have senior-loaded team, right? This team made it to state last year. They did well um, at state, I believe. Did they win the consolation? I feel like that they they went the opposite way um, in the bracket. I can't remember off the top of my head. But regardless, they, they're a team that I think is going to make some noise this year, not only in the district, but statewide. I think they're going to be very good. Um, they, they've got the pieces. They can get it done. Jackson Dines was their point guard last year. Um, he averaged 17 points a game, and I think he's going to just pick up where he left, left, left off. You know, it's it's hard sometimes for these kids to go from basketball to foot or from football to basketball, but these guys are going to do it, and and I think that they're the ones to watch. McCall Donnelly um, has always been in the mix. Obviously, they've made a couple runs to the state championships over the last couple years, and then like you said, Fruitland. Those top three, I think there's a line between the top three and the bottom three. And those top three are going to be really good, but I really like this Homedale team. 
Yeah, Homedale's got a lot of athletes that are all similarly sized, which means they're all interchangeable, right? They can all step outside and shoot. They can go inside and get a bucket. The one thing against Homedale is they don't have a ton of height. And so rebounding this year, and Coach Cam Long will tell you this, that rebounding has to be a team effort this year. We're going to need every varsity contributor to go get three to four rebounds per game for us to be able to compete against those taller teams on the glass. And so we'll see how Homedale adjusts to that as the season goes along. Um, But it's not like a lot of other teams are tall either, right? Nolan Bauer of Fruitland was the big giant and he's now graduated. Um, So I think in this conference, Homedale is going to match up just fine. Fruitland is going to be led by uh, Tyler Caps and Luke Baranega. Um, Mark Van Weert, who's a longtime coach there for Fruitland. Uh, Tate Ova, top returning player for McCall Donnelly. And then and then Payette returns their entire starting five from last year, Logan. So what kind of work did they put into, into the offseason? Yeah. We'll have to see. I think one of the most underrated players, though, in, in the conference is Jaden Morin Bishop of Payette. I think he could do some really nice things this year. And Payette, you know, don't, don't discount the power of the dome over there in Payette, the most – the most interesting um, high school basketball gym in the state belongs to Payette. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Brandon. Uh-uh. They have this. It's a, it almost looks like a. Um, I can't even think. It's like a. It's a little dome. It's like an observatory. Like I, one of those places you go when you look into outer space. Yeah. What do you call those? Yeah, an observatory. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks like one of those. It's like a little domed feature and it's a standalone thing separate from the school it's an interesting little place um but regardless um like you said you bring back everybody you never know right what have they been doing those guys played together all last year now they're going to play together this year you can only think there's only room to grow right and and payette a team that is probably hungry it's been a while from the pirates since they've won something taken something home and I'm sure that town, that community, that school would love nothing more to than to do that. And the basketball team has a great shot to hopefully for them get into that top three of the league and maybe punch a ticket to state. Definitely. Uh, Parma's got a new coach, Trevor DeBure, who came from Compass Charter. Uh, I think he's going to he's going to build that program up. He just got to give it some time out there in Parma. All right. Two a Western Idaho Conference. Melba one. This is the preseason coaches poll again. Melba one. Coal Valley Christian two. Ambrose three. Napa Christian four. New Plymouth five. Marcin six. Compass Charter seven. North Star Charter eight. Melba, I think, well-earned the defending 2A champs, and they are still the favorites. Two through six, toss them in a bag and shake them up, really. Uh, All all of these teams have guys. Yeah, Ambrose used to be right there, um, but I think, you know, you could have gone back and forth, right? You could make an argument for Melba. You could make an argument for Ambrose. But I think this year we talk about tiers. There's Melba, and then there's everybody else. By the way, I got another shirt from Melba, which is awesome. I ordered it from their store. I've said this before. I'm a sucker for t-shirts. So if you guys have a store, let me know. I would love to buy something from your team store. Um, But I bought myself a nice Melba shirt because they sent me the link for their store. That's not because I'm a Melba homer, but because they sent me the link. So if you see me around town with a Melba shirt, that's why. Um, (laughs) So again, send me your link and I'll get a shirt from your school. But um, Melba is just, I mean, they, they did lose a couple of, guys right well mostly the guy and joe reber um but a lot of other guys are back uh graden volker's back cash buse back um 
They won a state title a year ago. I don't I I don't see a reason they can't do it again this year. Of anybody in the SIS or you know Southern Idaho, you know over here Treasure Valley, I think Hawaii has a great shot at winning a state championship, and I think Melba does. I think those are my two that I look at and say I, I would tentatively pencil them in to be playing Saturday at the Idaho Center in March. Yeah, Volkers, Buse, Tucker Lober, Caden Daly, Gabe Schaefer, all back for Melba. There's a younger Buse, Cutter Buse is is. Uh, I guess he's the same same year as Cash. They're both juniors, but he's kind of a newcomer to varsity, Cutter Buse. Um, and Coach Spencer Trappett of Melba's got a very good thing developing there. I, st- I still kind of like Ambrose. You know, Tyson Hughes is back. The the younger Sugarman, Eli Sugarman, is still there Right uh, for Ambrose. Cole Valley Christian's just got athletes, right? They've just got dynamic athletes. Napa Christian lost a lot. That's the big question. They lost almost their entire varsity production plus their coach daniel jenkins the football coach is also going to be coaching basketball at napa christian new plymouth jeff lavender always has you know a well coached uh scheme and team to where yeah he loses guys to graduation but he just plugs in the next batch connor hawker a guy to keep uh, an eye on for new plymouth tim little at marcine i think has a chance to break into the upper half of the league compass charter north star charter uh, both kind of rebuilding North Star Charter, especially this is their first year in two a competition, but um, it'll be interesting to see how those guys do as the season goes along as well. All right, Logan, are you ready for the the wildest conference there is? We always yeah. talk about this in every prediction we do the the Western Idaho Conference for one a D one eleven teams in this league. Victory Charter was picked as the preseason favorite. Liberty Charter second, Rimrock third, Notice four, Riverstone five, Vision Charter six, Idaho City seven, Centennial Baptist eight, Greenleaf Friends nine, Wilder 10, Gem State 11. To me, it's kind of a top three, Victory Charter, Liberty Charter, Rimrock. Those are the three teams that I expect to be competing for those bids to state. We did this classification last year at state Logan, and yeah. it was, it was Rimrock and it was Liberty charter that ended up getting to state. Uh, I remember Rimrock got a win over Liberty charter in on the consolation side of the bracket and they erupted. Uh, I think it had been the first win maybe ever for Rimrock at state in boys basketball. Yeah. It had been a long time for them and they showed up. They were one of the best traveling fan bases. Obviously you don't have to travel very far, um, but they had a ton of people there uh, did Rimrock. And so look for them. I mean, they did lose a few pieces from that team a year ago, but you know what? You just never know what can happen when you get to the district tournament and how that's going to shake out um, because we didn't see victory charter there and everybody kind of expected to see them there at the district, the state tournament. And they were not, you know, they got upset um, in the district tournament and they didn't make it. Um, so you just never know. Um, what's always so tough about this classification though, is that while you may do great in districts, there's always this lurking beast up North in Lapway that no matter what happens, you got to deal with Lapway at the end of the season, which, which, which could be fun, right? you got a big beast that you want to try and take down and, and, uh, somebody's going to fight for the right to, to hopefully play Lapway is how I see it. Yeah, and and uh, it's not just Lapway, but you know the the White Pine League. You know it was an all White Pine final yeah. last year with Camille. Camille also is going to be very good again uh, from the north. 
Um, yes. So Rip, Rimrock lost a lot, right? Gus Black was a personal favorite of ours <laughs> watching him compete for Rimrock last year. Yeah. They do bring back Aiden Akiso. Uh, Liberty Charter uh, had the player of the year in Dallin Criddle, and we saw what he could do night in, night out, but he's yeah. gone. Um, the consensus seems to be now that Noah Palomares of Victory Charter is going to be the the new Dallin Criddle. That, and you can't compare the two guys, but he's going to be the the guy that's putting up, you know, 25, 30 on any given night and probably going to be the conference player of the year at Victory Charter. So. Yeah, it'll be – I'm curious to see how Liberty Charter adjusts to not having Criddle. I mean, he wasn't the entire offense, obviously, but he could do it all, right? He was big. He could go down low. I mean, we saw him dunk once in a game, and he could shoot it outside. He could drive it. He could do all those things. He was the Swiss Army knife, right, for Liberty Charter. And when you lose a key player like that, you, you got to have other guys that are going to step up. And who's going to step up for Liberty Charter? who seems to consistently make state tournaments right from the conference. And so who's going to step up for the Patriots? That'll be a big question in the conference. And, you know, it is a big question because if somebody does not step up and Liberty Charter takes that step down, who's the other team that steps into that top, that top three, right? You know, if that's my biggest worry with them is if they don't have that, who is it? Uh, is it a notice? Is it, is it a Riverstone? Um, I guess we'll just have to find out and see. But I think something tells me it won't be a problem for Liberty Charter that they'll find a way to replace their Swiss Army knife. Yeah, there's there's a lot of new coaches in this league this year, including that Victory Charter, Dave Weaver, first-year head coach. Uh, Liberty Charter is the opposite. Seth Stalkop has been the coach there for 15 seasons now, and they're going to be led by Luke Thomas and company. I think Liberty Charter is going to be good because Coach Stalkop brings some stability uh in that system. Um, when you look at the other new coaches, you've got uh, new coaches at Centennial Baptist in Brent. My, that's a team I heard a lot of buzz about maybe, you know, as a sleeper is Centennial Baptist, Idaho city has a new uh, basketball coach, Al Hansen. He's also the new athletic director there. Um, Riverstone brings back their second year head coach and Steve Bowen. They're another team that could break through notice has the athletes, Benny Guevara, Tristan Aspiazu guys. We recognize from football season for notice. How will they do on the basketball court under a new head coach and Jim Boder vision charter is brand new to the conference. This is just, this thing is wide open. There's a lot of good athletes. Um, but again, I think it's still those three at the top and right. then and any, anything else, you know, We'll buckle up and, and wait and see. Uh, let's go to finally the long pin conference in 1AD2, where in the preseason coaches poll, Cascade just edged out council. But those are kind of the two overwhelming favorites. The ballots we got were kind of split between Cascade and council. You know, I was talking to Cascade head coach Josh Hurley, and he said his guys were pretty fired up that they were the number one team in the preseason coaches poll. The, they're pretty excited down there in Cascade about what the Ramblers have this year. He said it's good motivation for his team as well, though, to keep that number one spot throughout the season. Yeah, Cascade, a team that is is dangerous, right? They went to the state tournament last year, made a run at districts, and, and got that bid. Uh, three years ago, I believe it was, they made a run to the state championship game, actually. They beat Kerry. In the first round, and they beat North Jim in the second round and earned a trip to state. They, you know, ended up having to play a tough lakeside team that won that championship. That was a completely loaded squad, but um, they made a run, right? And they they were a good team, and they're back this year. They've got some good pieces. They've 
They already have a couple of big wins, right? Uh, Cascade does. They're they're already off. They're undefeated this year. They've beaten uh, Centennial Baptist a couple of times. They beat Greenleaf, and those were resounding victories in, in all of those. Um, and so right on the surface level, you say, uh, Cascade's checking out at least so far, right? Um, Council, a team that, you know, the, the girls have done well for so long. The football team did well, and they're fresh off of a win. Um, last week against Notice, a team that you just talked about that had a bunch of athletes. Uh, and, and so Cascade, or excuse me, Council, maybe a team that can make some more noise um, this year. And then you've always got the one lurking in the back that's Garden Valley. They seem to just always be good at everything. Of course, this is their second year without their, you know, fantastic squad that they had from a couple seasons ago. Um, and, and so have they, you know, gotten their feet underneath them again after recovering from losing such tremendous players at Garden Valley. Yeah, Heather Kelly is the head coach at Garden Valley. Tacoma Kelly is kind of the lead dog there for the Wolverines. They've had a lot of games postponed due to inclement weather. They had a lot scheduled last week that got wiped out by bad road conditions and whatnot. Um, Logan, we're recording this on Tuesday, December 6th. Tomorrow night, Wednesday, December 7th, we're going to find out real quick how this conference shakes out as Cascade hosts council. What an early season matchup that's going to be. Conference yeah, that's a, whole team. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a brutal way to open your conference schedule. But you know what? It's a fun way to open it, right? When you've got a big game like that, and it should be interesting. It's going to set the tone, right? They're not going to play again until January nineteenth. So you're going to have a month and a half to stew on this, right? If you lose, um, and probably a month and a half of looking above you in the schedules and seeing the other tier in the standings and seeing the other team above you. Um, so, so you definitely want to win that game. Um, and we're going to, I think it's going to tell us a lot, right? Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is a, a matchup where you see the home teams win, um, on their own home courts, right. Um, where it's going to be that type of matchup, a back and forth affair. So, uh, interesting to see how it shakes up. Hopefully the roads stay good. So that matchup can happen because that can be a problem for the conference. Definitely cascade led by Tyler Thurston, Samuel Huckabee, Cole Olson uh, and company council led by Wyatt Vining, who I feel like has been there for 10 years, but he's, yeah. he's a senior <laughs> Josh Gipe as well for council. Uh, so yes, cascade one council two, garden Valley three. I think that's the clear top three. Then there's a small line. Tri Valley was picked fourth horseshoe bend fifth Meadows Valley, sixth salmon river seventh. There's been one conference game, Logan. It was played last night between tri Valley and salmon river. Tri-Valley emerged with a very tight win, 56-53, to 53, a one-possession game. Zane Nichols balled out for Tri-Valley. Um, I think that's an indicator of how close the, you know, the conference could be this year. Yeah, it would be great to see it be like this, night in and night out, right? Well, at these um, nice battles between these two schools. Or not, well, that was a great battle between those two, but to see it go on for the rest of the conference, I mean – if that's any indication of how it's going to go, it should be a fun season. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun as we uh, break down basketball all throughout the year. That is our boys basketball preview extravaganza. Next week, we'll we'll go back into the regular formula of, hey, we're going to talk about a couple of things that stood out to us across the entire sports landscape. Girls basketball, boys basketball, wrestling. And again, if there's a story, a team, an athlete you want us to talk about, feel free to send us an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com, Logan at IdahoSports.com. And that's what we're all about is shining the spotlight on some of these great athletes.
Yeah, yeah, we want to get them as much publicity as we can. Um, also, if you're reading your your, you can see these previews online, right? Everybody, you can go and read these things we've been talking about. Every team has a preview. Um, if you notice on every preview, you might see um, a little little banner up at the top that uh, is a business that supports the school that you root for. Whatever, if you would like one of those, you can also just email us. Um, just email Logan at IdahoSports.com and we can get you set up with one of those as well. Yep. So it's all on our website, IdahoSports.com. We are getting more and more boys basketball previews posted by the middle of the week. They should all be up and we'll have it smack dab for you on the homepage. Great wrestling content as well. We're rolling out our wrestling previews classification by classification today. And friendly reminder for all the wrestling fans. We uh, have a special wrestling only podcast through the winter. The Matt chat prep cast first episode live tonight, 8 PM mountain time. You can join us on the Idaho sports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, or Twitter account. Um, and then you can also just listen to the podcast the following day as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for yeah. tuning in. Oh, go ahead, Logan. No, no, just going to say ready to get going with basketball. There's a ton of tournaments over the next couple of weeks. So might see some interesting uh, results out of team might see some upsets. They're always fun. Something always unexpected happens in these early season tournaments. Yeah. You know, we, we should mention that real quick. Um, the the small school showcase is coming up this Saturday. Um, Mountain View is hosting the boys tournament, and is this the first time ever there's going to be a girls small school showcase at Timberline? I think so. I uh, I think so because yeah, I don't think I'd ever heard of it happening before, to be honest. And so I don't I don't think they've done that before. So this will be the first year for that. Yeah. Um. If if we look at the schedule, I have the official schedule for the boys. I haven't gotten an official schedule. Uh, for the girls yet, um, but there's going to be some really good uh, competitions. Um, the the matchups uh, for the boys side, the small school showcase. This is all day Saturday at Mountain View. If you're looking for something fun to do, like go park your butt at Mountain View all day. It starts at 8:30 a.m. is the first game, Logan. The last game of the night is at 8:30 p.m. So you're talking about more than 12 hours of coverage. <laughs> Ten games. You've got, you've got Garden Valley against Riverstone. Liberty Charter against Dietrich, Shoshone against Wilder, Lighthouse Christian against Marcin, Horseshoe Bend against Rockland, Richfield against Council, North Star Charter against Camas County, Compass Charter against Hanson, and Cascade against Victory Charter. So every single game features at least one and sometimes two teams from District 3. I mean, two games to look at, Cascade, Victory Charter, right? that might be the best game of the day. And then Liberty charter and Dietrich. I think those two, I don't think you can miss those, right? Those are going to be two really good games. Um, those two are going to be, those four teams are probably going to be at state this year. Yes. Uh, and they're on opposite ends of the schedule. Liberty charter Dietrich will be at 10 AM cascade victory charter, the nightcap at eight 30 PM. And then uh, one more game I would say uh, is Richfield and council. Uh, Richfield is kind of a team that's expected to make some noise maybe in their district this year as well at the D2 level. Um, and, and on the girls' side, we talked about, um, you know, I don't have the official schedule. I can tell you who's going to be competing. Liberty Charter, Camas County, Raft River, Cary will be there. Uh, Rimrock will be there. Um, Tri-Valley is going to be competing. So there's going to be a Shoshone, Lighthouse Christian. There's going to be some really good uh, girls' matchups. Yeah. Um, there's also the the annual Raleigh Lincoln 
uh, tournament taking place this weekend at Wilder, Logan, for girls basketball as well. Um, this is an annual tournament that Wilder does every year. They host a girls tournament, and then the next weekend they will host a boys tournament. It is named in honor of Raleigh Lincoln. Uh, he was a, the longtime announcer at Wilder. He started keeping stats for boys and girls basketball in the 1972-73 season. And he uh, kept the stats every year for Wilder. So they've got, you know, they've got pretty good detailed record books because of Raleigh Lincoln. And then he was the announcer for all the games from uh, the 1978-79 season all the way up to 2007-08. And he also announced 30 seasons of football for Wilder as well. So a true icon, right. uh, Raleigh Lincoln tournament in Wilder the next two weekends. So. Yeah, lots, lots of fun tournaments around, and like you mentioned, I mean, that small school showcase is going to have a couple of, I mean, really good games um, in it, so definitely worth the watch. Definitely. All right. Well, uh, we will uh, talk about what happened at the small school showcase and the Raleigh Lincoln tournament and all the other big stories on another uh, edition of the Treasure Valley Prep Cast next week, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. For Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.